Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Welcome, Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here on a Freedom Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are ready for the weekend. You deserve credit. You've made it through another week. Not as easy as, you know, it may seem, especially with the news that they want your beef. Now, look, we've talked about this before. We've mentioned the concept, but it's all becoming oh so real as Letitia James feeling emboldened in New York now is setting her sights on taking away your beef supply here in the United States of America. Why? Because they want you to eat bugs. Yesterday, Donald Trump and Joe Biden at the border. The battle at the border wasn't much of a battle. When you listen to what the two of them had to say, it's pretty obvious there was one individual, the former president, that actually knows how to fix the problem because he's done it before. The other was the old, doddering, forgetful old man known as Joe Biden. And that was on full display, including the fact that he literally had to have handlers. I mean, this you can't deny the reality as much as they would like us to tell ourselves that we are lying. Our eyes are lying to us. Our ears are lying to us. Our experience is lying to us. It's not. The fact is, in 249 days, ladies and gentlemen, we must take back our republic. It is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now in Qatar, it is 5.07 p.m. In Bali, Indonesia, 10.07 p.m. In Dublin, 2.07 p.m. And right now in Brandon Falls, Delaware, 9.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden Crime Family Time Check TM, the regular Joe Show. Brought to you, as it always is, at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure that one can't possibly claim ignorance. Somehow they didn't know. They were unaware of the reality of the crooked as a rat's hind leg that the Biden crime family really is. Those just a few of the locales 
They deviate, do business as trading influence for money at your and my expense. Well, hello and welcome. As I said, a Freedom Friday, some really a busy day again. Looking ahead, it's closing arguments and Fannie Willis's uh, hearing on, on her ability to serve, whether or not she was abusing her position, taxpayer dollars, paying off her lover, her paramour, her gigolo, Nathan Wade. Uh, also, I mean, by default, uh, his divorce lawyer slash best buddy slash amnesia-ridden lawyer who testified this week as well. We will get into what happened at the border as well as a bunch of other news, but we always do things a little different here on Fridays, and we start with a tradition known as the Headline Roundup. Executive produced by none other than Mrs. Regular Joe, she scours the interwebs looking for headlines. Not, I mean, any headline, but these headlines particularly are of question because it's hard to know, are they real or are they fake news? As we've established throughout the many months now, many months, what am I saying, many years of doing the headline roundup, this is becoming a bigger and bigger challenge to trying to discern, is it real or fake news? It may seem easy, but I challenge you, play along at home because all you get is a headline. You must lock your answer in with nothing more than a headline. And then we add a little flesh to the bone, at which point this celebrity guesser may or may not groan, figuring out they got the question wrong. But the final word to make sure that there's no confusion comes from none other than the 45th and soon-to-be 47th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, who weighs in to let us know what is real and what is fake news. Joining me here for the headline roundup today, none other than producer Shannon, Hello, how are you on this Friday? I'm great. You feeling up to the challenge today? Totally. Now we we have uh, Steve is is taking a step back. You know, as, as uh, what was the I'm trying to remember the the saying that I must uh, diminish so others may I forget now what it is. Anyway, it's a really good quote, but I just blew the quote, so it doesn't really matter. So either way, sitting in today is Shannon, who is who has held her own on more than one occasion. I mean, of course, Steve holds the line of the goaded one, the greatest of all time. Having had a, uh, I think it was a 12-0 win and an 11-0 win, the only person to go go perfect score twice, although not the same number, but that is in the weeds. So on this Friday, no, I didn't say smoking. I said that's in the weeds, just to be clear, because I got a weird look. All right, so uh, we usually do this to kick things off on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being that you feel you will rock the free world on this Friday, uh, 1 being, well, I'm not so certain. Where do you feel your confidence level is today? Uh, well, I had a bagel, so I'm going to let the power of the bagel <laughs> the guide me. The power of the bagel. And this, of course, I mean, for full credit, we're talking not just about, I mean, this is a McDonald's egg and cheese bagel. Yeah, so. So, I mean, there's a lot of protein, a lot of power in that. Right. So I don't know if there's a lot of egg or not, but if there's a substance that looks like it. So. Yeah, okay. well, but it's good. <laughs> so, we're, I need a number on the scale. Where ten. Oh, you're going full on 10. Wow, I like it. The power of I, the bagel. I like the confidence. All right, your first headline Parents lured to an immersive Willy Wonka experience by AI ads show up to near empty warehouse with no candy. Oh, this is hard already. Um, I was gonna say, I've never seen, by the way, this just came out in my family that I've never seen the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. Never, never seen that one. Uh, But I did just see the new whatever prequel. 
It's actually a pretty good movie. I didn't see that one either. <clears throat> so I'm I'm a Willy I'm I can't help you much on the Willy Wonka side of things. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess that it's true. You're gonna go with true. That yeah, I, yeah. just be I mean, is there a particular reason that leads you, or you're just flipping the coin on that I one? I think AI is misleading. Well, the, that, yeah, that is, I mean, did you see our post on Facebook about about Elon Musk? Yeah. <laughs> or has somebody dubbed it Ebony Musk? <clears throat> All right. So no one wants a golden ticket to a Scottish Willy Wonka inspired experience. Police were called to Willy's Chocolate Experience in Glasgow, Scotland. Saturday after parents felt scammed by the, quote, absolute shambles of an... See, that's how you know it's in, in Europe. It's a shambles of an event. An absolute shambles of an event and gathered to demand refunds. Tickets for the Baron event, which cost $45 a person, promised a, quote, paradise of sweet treats, end quote, Southwest News Service reported. Instead, children were brought to tears as they gr uh, were greeted by a scarce warehouse with a printed AI background, a sad bouncy castle, lackluster props, and virtually no candy. One person took to Twitter saying apparently this was sold as a live Willy Wonka experience, but they used all AI images on the website to sell tickets, and then people showed up and saw this and got so, so sad and angry that people called the cops. <laughs> This is pretty funny if you call it cops. I mean, anyway, uh, parents complained they were waited for more than an hour for the experience coordinated by an organization named House of Illuminati. Now, that just gets that just makes it even more fun, which was less than 10 minutes long and did not include the advertised chocolate fountains, decor or handcrafted candy drinks. Now, you said true. The sad statement of our world is that's a true story, right, Steve? Portion. That's a, such a true story. It's Sitting in first for Steve, but I mean, it's only Steve Shannon. It's an S, right? So we got it. All right. So, but starting off strong, one and O. Yeah. Not, not too shabby. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I just looked at this headline. Japan's Naked Man Festival ends after more than a thousand years. Hmm. <laughs> Are you familiar uh, with the Naked Man Festival? I'm really not, but it sounds true. No, you've raised a boy, you know. Yeah. So I mean. My first thought is, isn't this kind of pretty much at some point every man's life, the naked? I mean, but, but you, you think it's true. We'll find out. We got to hit the break. But when we get back, so she thinks this headline is absolutely true. Japan's Naked Man Festival ends after more than a thousand years. We'll find out if she's right when we get back. The Regular Joe Radio Show. Welcome. It is the regular Joe show. Of course, I'm he, your regular Joe, on this Freedom Friday. And we are doing the headline roundup. Sitting in on the roundup today, none other than Shannon taking the lead. She is 1-0. The headline before the break, Japan's Naked Man Festival ends after more than a thousand years. She said true, but then... Tell them what you said on the break, because as soon as we clicked off the mics, you're like, uh. uh now I think it's fake because a thousand years is like a long time. I mean, that's a millennium. I mean, that's, I mean I'm trying to think of anything, uh, you know, other than organized religion that has lasted that long. I mean, yeah. in that sense. But, uh, but you, of course, you locked in your answers. So an annual I event. I unlock it? 
In, no, we have no key. Uh, we're, we're, we throw away the key. An annual event commonly known as the Naked Man Festival came to an end after nearly a thousand years due to the declining population in the area. Could it have something to do with running around naked? Uh, the Solman Sai Festival, commonly known as the Naked Man Festival, involves hundreds of loincloth men gathering at the temple in Ashu, Asu, I don't know how to say that, but, but it's somewhere in Japan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking across the glass at Steve because I'm every. Would you sign up for this? Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to go back to that description. Hundreds of iron, excuse me, loin-clad men gathering in a temple to wrestle for ownership of a bag of talisman blessed by the temple's chief priest. I'm I'm just going to say that yeah, no wonder it's <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine why it's declining in, in popularity. Uh, Daigu Fujinami, chief priest of the temple, announced that this year's festival, which was on a Saturday, would be the last. Quote, this decision is due to the aging of individuals involved in the festival and a shortage of successors, Fujinami wrote on the temple's website. Well, I mean, they've modern up, right? they got a website. While efforts were made to continue the festival to the best of our abilities, in order to prevent last-minute cancellations or disruptions in the future, the decision to cancel the festival itself has been made. Now, I would just like to put a plug in here that this is why you do things like Bags for Bravery, because it's much easier to get people to come out and do beanbag tournaments than it is to don a loincloth and, you know... Is that a real-life beanbag tournament? Yeah, is that exactly, what you're saying? Exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to be culturally sensitive, but I'm just saying... Why? <laughs> Just but anyway. Now you went with <clears throat> with true. Now that you've heard more, did you do you still want to change your your answer? Where, where, where are you? I'm still confused. I I still well, yeah. I guess it's true because it's locked in. But but you, do you still have doubt about how yes. whether you're right? You have the doubt. Well, the fact of the matter is, don't doubt yourself because that's a true story, right, Steve? <laughs> there you that's have a, it. That's such a true story. Franken beans. Franken beans. <laughs> All right, so your next headline. Hundreds gather for Hooters candlelight vigil in West Virginia. That's it? That's your whole headline. Again, I can't, you know, got to lock in on just the headline. Um, I'm going to say that's true. I think people actually would do that if they if they were closing and they were going to miss it. But you're feeling a lot of, I mean, that... I find interesting you, you took all of that from the headline of that yeah, well, hundreds gather for Hooters uh, hundreds gathered Hooters candlelight vigil in West Virginia. And I, I love like I feel like I feel like Lois Lane is like she suddenly like just cracked the code. Well, well this is what this like must mean. This this restaurant is closing and they wanted to but stay it doesn't open. say that. I know, but I made that. It says hundreds I bet gathered, you that's what it says after it. Hundreds gather at Hooters candlelight vigil in West Virginia. You are going with true. True. A Hooters location in Charleston, West Virginia, saw hundreds gather for a candlelight vigil in honor of the building being demolished to make way for a gas station. Well, See? There's a legacy for knocking down the Hooters to build a gas station. Uh, former employees and residents gathered to share hugs and tears while mourning the loss of the building via candlelight. The location to become a local landmark, apparently not, uh, because they're knocking down, before its closure. A sizable group of young men also gathered at the building to uh, site to hoot, holler, and even 
crowd surf. The crowd yelled, quote, long live Hooters, as the youngsters screamed enthusiastic, enthusiastically for the local news, news cameras. <laughs> I'm still trying to understand this. What reportedly started as a joke between friends gained traction on social media and became something so popular that people came from as far as South Carolina to take part in the event. It, in fact, got, it, it garnered the attention of Hooper's, uh, Hooper's, Hooters Corporate, uh, and they ended up overnight shipping boxes of their infamous calendars to hand out to people attending the event. It was called The End of an Era by the local outlet WCHS-TV, and including, as I said, one, <laughs> residents from South Carolina joining it. Quote, for all the naysayers, the doubters, the down talkers and whatnot, the building right here was a legitimate, iconic figure to the Kanawha Valley, co-organizer Leo Browning told attendees. A group of former Hooters employees also attended the event and were pictured embracing each other as tears streamed down their faces during what would be their final reunion. Former Hooters girl Danielle Hugart said, quote, I started out coming in to get a job and it became so much more because I met so many lifelong friends and my coworkers. One attendee wrote on, on Instagram, yes, this is West Virginia. Why wouldn't we have a candlelight vigil for our, for our Hooters being, at least there's self-awareness for our Hooters being demolished. Hooters, gave, uh, give us another one. Uh, local resident Noah Collins added, it's a lot of memories going down with that building. The demolished Hooters building is set to be replaced by a Sheets gas station, which is Amer uh, an American-owned gas station chain founded in 1952 with over 700 locations. You said true. And it's exactly That's a true story, right, exactly Steve? That's what I said, right? Is, That's a, is, such a true story. I'm amazed that you figured out why it was happening. Yes, we have the... Here's the throwback. Who's been to Hooters? Often joke about Steve not knowing lyrics. He knew every lyric that he was singing along to that one. Now, here's the thing: when I saw that headline, that's one of the ones I pulled. You're three, no, by the way. So you're ten. You're you're you know your ten level confidence paying off. When I saw the headline, that one I pulled. I was so confused when I first saw the headline because I assumed, I mean, honestly, in in light of Lake and Riley and just you keep hearing all these horrible stories about people being murdered. And I'm like, oh my gosh, was there a shooting there? You know, what what happened? And so I'm reading through the story and I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm, I'm like, wait, I don't understand. Why is there a vigil? Okay, they're closed. So I'm like, oh, are they closing it? Because again, something terrible happened there. And the answer is no. The candlelight vigil is just for the fact that they closed a Hooters, for goodness sake. I'm like, yeah, people the, get attached to their restaurants. <laughs> okay, well, okay, yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not like a Chatterhouse type place. I'm just, I mean, yeah, it's, it is Hooters. We're, we're, yeah, we're not. I mean, and look, I've been to Hooters in my life. Matter of fact, I mean, one of the one of my first job interviews in radio took place at a Hooters because the the program director was doing a live remote in in order to get the interview. I had to go on the location so I could meet with them. And so, so I mean, I'm very familiar with them. I'm just saying, Candlelight Vigil just seems a little bit over the top. 
a little bit much. All right, 3-0 and when we get back. We will continue the headline roundup and see if Shannon can do it. Can she go for the perfect game today? The Regular Joe Show. Welcome back. Joe Giganti, regular Joe here with you on this Freedom Friday, the first in March since we had our leap year yesterday. Uh, and of course, I, I saw on the news there, there's a really cool story. This woman was born on, on, a, on a 29th, you know, February 29th. She was a leap baby. She gave birth to, I don't know if it was her first child or not, but she gave birth yesterday to her baby. So her... They not only share a birthday, but a very rare birthday. I thought that was kind of neat. So welcome one and all. Of course, we're in the midst of the headline roundup. Producer Shannon sitting here at 3-0. Oh. Uh, not only, I mean, again, I'm really impressed. The, the, the last headline, you had the whole story figured out. I, I'm, I'm impressed, duly impressed. All right, so now let's see if you can do it again. Okay. Because the pressure's on. You said you had the confidence level of 10 this week. Yep. So far, that's borne out. But now this headline, Disney building new roller coaster that jumps track. Uh, that sounds true to me. You're going with true. All People right. People would ride that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what the, the zip and pip and you feel, you feel that, that, which is Elvis's favorite roller coaster ever. Transport it from, from uh, down in, I don't know if it was at Graceland or where it was, but now in our backyard here. Have you ever ridden on I've it? I've never. I'm afraid of roller coasters. All So you, really? Yeah. I, I don't even like Ferris wheels. Mrs. Regular Joe will not do roller coasters. She says that she will do the the metal ones. She doesn't do the wood, and this is a wood roller coaster. I've never it's seen like her do a roller crickety. coaster. I'm always the one on the roller coasters with the kids, but but the zip and pip and catches some serious speed. You come up over one of the bumps, and I... I I don't know if you actually leave the track, but it feels like you leave the track. That's all I'm saying. But all right. Disney building a new roller coaster that jumps track. Imagineers at Disney are working up a model of a roller coaster that jumps off one track and lands on another. According to a top engineer, in order for a roller coaster to jump the track, it has to move at a precise speed every single time, which can easily be impacted by the weather, humidity, number of riders, and many more elements. As you can imagine, a roller coaster of this caliber is not easy to create and requires extensive calculations and engineering. This is almost as dangerous as the Disney coaster designed to kill you, which was reported on this page as well. According to some reports, it'll be themed to fit their new Star Wars setup. However, according to an internal source, they, rode, they tried the jump coaster model and were terrified Though they said it was an exhilarating experience. In order for this to become a reality, however, Disney has rigorous testing to pass. Because of this, it is not expected to be ready for the public before 2030. This would be the first ever roller coaster to fly through the air. Universal Studios files similar patent. However, the roller coaster doesn't truly fly through the air. Instead, it just derails, unfortunately. You went with true. Now, according... I'm... I've t- <laughs> Now I have to find out. But according to what's written here, it says... Fake news. So, that sounded so true. It's, well, that's just a thing I'm reading. But that gonna, sounded true to me, too. I, I, yeah, I, I, think I don't mean to contest Mrs. That. Regular Joe, but I don't... I, we're, I'm gonna, we'll put it in the, the, the fake news for now, but I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna put an X on this one because i got to be honest with you. 
There was no, because usually in the fake ones, there's a punchline somewhere. Yeah. But other than the reference that they made one to kill people, I don't, I don't know if that's, but, but for for now, we'll just put in the, I'm as confused as you are, because I was looking for the funny line in the story. There wasn't a funny line. No. All right, we'll find out. Foreign Zoo has cage where visitors can box a lion. Uh, okay, okay so <laughs> you're, the look there. you're in a cage while you're boxing? Again, I can only give you the headline. Foreign Zoo has cage where visitors can box a lion. You know, box. Yeah. I I'm going to say fake news because the, the lion could still eat your arm. Well, I mean, yeah. you got to be quick. Wow. And I mean, if you connect, you know, I'm just saying. Lamenting that such an enterprise could never exist in the United States, vacationing sources confirmed Thursday that a new foreign zoo they were visiting had a cage where they could box a lion. Quote, wow, for the equivalent of just one American dollar, anyone can apparently enter the cage and spend up to 30 minutes fighting a very malnourished-looking animal, said tourist Natalie Wolfson, who added that paying customers were provided with boxing gloves and encouraged to repeatedly hit the chained-up animal uh, for their own self-indulgent reasons. Quote, I don't know exactly what any of these signs say, uh, this took care. This took place in Bulgaria, according to the Dateline. I don't know what any of these signs say, pointing to the wall, but I do know there's a man chain-smoking cigarettes with a monkey on his arm, and he seems to be the one in charge. Also, apparently, kids are allowed to fight the lion. They get to use weapons. You went with fake news. Yeah. Steve looks confused, but the answer is... It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. It didn't happen. <laughs> Thank God. Just, <laughs> well, it was only a dollar. Who writes some of this stuff? That was, that's the onion. Wow. Uh, zoo's potty mouth parrots showing signs of cleaning up their act. True. That you know the best part they didn't see when you did it? She did a bird move. Did I, you see her? She, she kind of did the whole like pecking bird. True. Like she was going to peck really the did. microphone. It was, it was, oh, she'll show the feathers. I mean, it just says. There's, I'm waiting for the, you know, for the full peacock to come out on that one. Uh, did, now, does it, are you familiar with this story? Why, why no, are you just, 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 do you have a so potty mouth parrot at home or something? Or I mean, no, I don't, but it, it just sounds. <clears throat> you think doable. it's real. <laughs> Officials that, you know, and I, I work for a lady that owned like three massive parrots. They let them fly in the house without cages. There was bird poop everywhere. It was very weird. Ooh. Uh, but they never said anything interesting. They, you know, like I'm like, all this money, your house is destroyed. At least teach them something fun. Officials at a British zoo said a plan to curb the rude habits of their famously potty mouth parrots is showing some promising early results. The Lincolnshire Wildlife Park said in January, it's eight eight. My goodness, they have eight profane parrots would be moved in with its flock of 92 more polite birds. How do they know they're not going to make the polite birds start cussing more? But think of how great this would be, though, if you could train a parrot to do all your swearing for you. Yeah, <laughs> right? you never put another dollar in the, in the exactly. jar. I mean, it's, and I'm just thinking from the point of view of, of like, I mean, because you can do, right, they do that where they, like, oh, you mix the good kids with the bad kids, and so the good kids are an influence, and then the good kids ends up becoming like a punk. I'm just <laughs> Anyway, moving with the 92 more polite birds in the hopes that they, the badly behaved birds would pick up some of the more family-friendly words and sounds. Quote, we could end up with 100 swearing parrots on our hands. Only time will tell, Steve Nichols, chief executive of the park, said at the time. Nichols said the parrots seemed to be doing well 
<clears throat> after just a few weeks, quote, it's early in the days, but it uh, it's starting to look like a good beginning. We haven't heard any of the really crude language, he told the BBC. Of course, people are still working <laughs> on the, the enclosure and swearing in front of the parrots, hoping that they won't th therefore copy the words. Nichols said that while swearing seems to be slowing, one parrot has picked up a different sort of annoying habit. One of them has taken to singing, we wish you a Merry Christmas, over and over again. He said, fine in December, but not so much in February. You said true. The fact is... That's a true story, right, Steve? So That's four a, such in a true story. two or one, we'll to, I'm going to have to look up that one source. And You have five? Why don't I have five? One, two... And the only one I got wrong is the one that should be right. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did get this one right. Sorry. I put them in the wrong category. We'll see. Thank you. I'm glad someone's keeping track of this. Jeopardy contestant Bert. Bert. What is wrong? <laughs> Bert. They Bert it. Uh, Je Jeopardy contestant bursts out laughing after misidentifying Scott Hamilton <laughs> as Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know who would be more upset, Mary Lou Retton or Scott Hamilton. You know what they call that? Tuesday. Yeah, it's just. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Scott Hamilton still has more hair than she does, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm going to say fake news. <laughs> Thursday night's episode of Jeopardy was won by Deb Billodu, a restaurant server from San Francisco. But her victory did not come easily and, in fact, contained one of the more hilarious all-time gaffes from a Jeopardy winner. The category was 40 years ago, 1984. Ken Jennings showed the contestant a picture of an American Olympic athlete and said this athlete won gold with a four-and-a-half-minute program featuring multiple triple jumps. Billadou was extremely quick on the draw and smashed the buzzer button to, pu to put forward her guest, Mary Lou Retton. This was, of course, incorrect after neither of Billadou's competitors ventured guesses of their own. Jennings revealed that the Olympic athlete, athlete pictured, so there's a picture involved here, uh, was in fact a man by the name of Scott Hamilton, not a woman named Mary Lou Retton. Billadou busted out laughing and apologized. <laughs> now it sounds true. <laughs> you went with fake news. The fact is. That's a true story, right, Steve? Oh my That's goodness. such a true story. That is, that is just so delightful. I, can't <laughs> I wish I had seen that. Me too. I mean, because Mary Lou Retton was America's swim. I mean, how old is this woman, though? If she's a, she's probably only in her 20s. So she wasn't even Yeah, around. and I think she was real young then, and she's had some health challenges lately, uh, some cancer challenges. Well, yeah, but so I know we, I'm thinking of the guesser. We obviously wish her well. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm thinking of the guesser. No, 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 I'm thinking, oh. like, because there's a picture of Mary Lou Retton in her prime, or of Scott Hamilton, sorry. Of, <laughs> I can't even, my point is there's a picture of them back in 1984. 1984. She was America's sweetheart. Everyone oh, yeah. knew who Mary Lou Retton was. Oh, yeah. She, she probably she had was, a boy haircut. She, she had shorter hair, she had and shorter Scott hair. Hamilton had longer hair. So, I mean, What was the name of the manager? Caracas or something, remember? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, kind of a different dude. Yes, but I, I can't. Yeah, I don't can't Yeah, I'll have to look it up on the break, but I hope, I hope neither she or Hamilton were watching that night. All right. Salon prompts customers to give 90% tip on walk-in haircuts. And then it says, colon, quote, unreasonable. Hmm. 
Oh, this one's very, I mean, very you hard. get your hair done. You're, yes. you're, this is a world that you you live in. Now, you don't do walk-in, right? You always make an appointment. Well, I have to wait months to get in, so I probably would tip do you have to wait. Who do, you, who do you have to wait longer for, to get a doctor's appointment or your hair appointment? Doctor. Oh, okay. I was, I was, that nowadays, takes forever nowadays, too. So. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So Salon prompts customers to give 90% tip on walk-in haircut Colon, unreasonable. I'm going to go through. True story. Yep. So you, you have to at least give me a lo- enough time that I can tr- take, the full, <laughs> take the full sip out of my mug. All right. So <laughs> timing was a little off on that one. So you're going with a true story. A man sparked outrage on social media after revealing the ludicrously high gratuities he was prompted to select while paying for a walk-in haircut as detailed in a viral Reddit post. Sweeney Todd isn't the only barber bleeding patients dry. A man sparked outrage on social media after revealing that he was prompted to give a 90% gratuity for a walk-in haircut. In the post, the unhappy customer shared a screenshot of the tablet he was given, which displayed the highway robbery evoking tip options for his $15 trim. $15 trim. The options, I can, can't show you the picture, but I can tell you, is that these are the only options that it gave. 50%, 70%, 90%. The choices were, in his estimation, unreasonable. You said true. The fact of the matter is... That's a true story, right, Steve? Wow. That's a, such a true story. That's insane. All right. We had to hit the break, but a headline as we head out to the break here. You know Vice Media, the online outlet. Collapsing Vice Media assures devastated journalists that upper-level management will be fine. We'll find out if that's real or fake news when we get back. Killer Joe Radio Show. Welcome, Joe Giganti, regular Joe, with producer Shannon wrapping up on today's headline roundup. So the one before the break, collapsing vice media assures devastated journalists that upper level management will be fine. True or fake news? I'm gonna go with true. You're thinking this one yeah. is true. Do you ever, have you ever, do you ever use any of Vice Media's online out, outlets and news sources of any kind? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Me neither. <laughs> Vice Media began informing journalists today that they've been laid off as the struggling company pivots away from producing news in favor of a business model in which investors pay managers to produce no news. Quote, we know this is a tough time. People are worried about their own careers and the future of journalism in general. And I want to promise everyone that I personally will be absolutely fine. CEO Bruce Dixon said in a form letter attached to the layoff notices. I will be fine monetarily because of the extraordinarily large salary and bonuses I've made during my tenure here. And I will be fine career-wise because the kind of people who hire me are exactly like me. And I am at that corporate level where there is virtually nothing I can do to make myself either fireable or unhireable, end quote. 
Vice, known for its in-depth reporting of extremism, cheeky coverage of pop culture, and managerial incompetence, declared bankruptcy in May of 2023 and was subsequently acquired by a large investment group in order to make the company more attractive for its inevitable sale to yet another investment group in a few years, Vice has shuttered its well-known and respected news sites in order to focus completely on the managerial incompetence that makes it so attractive to like-minded investors. You said... True. Unfortunately... The news is fake. Wow. But, but I mean, it's, tr- it's not true yet, to be honest. From the simple point of view that it's true. You get these managers like, yeah, yeah, I know it's going to be bad, but hey, we're good. I got my golden parachute. Don't you worry about it. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. All right, we've got to fit one more in before we finish here. Google Gemini finally draws a white man after being prompted to generate a picture of Clarence Thomas. Well, that sounds true because I, I know it, it does the opposite. So, but I'm going to say fake news. You're going to go with fake news. Mountain View, California, Google's new image generation software Gemini is facing criticism after thousands of u- users noticed the AI refused to depict white males in any of its images. Users were relieved, though, when they were finally able to convince the AI to draw a white man <clears throat> by simply prompting it to generate a picture of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Tech journalists reported that prompts such as white Supreme Justice, Supreme Court justice or white guy wearing judge robes were met with the following message. I'm sorry. While I understand your desire to see an image of a white male human, your request promotes harmful racial stereotypes about the judicial system in the U.S. and fails to recognize the fact that all white people are unworthy. Would you like to try something else? They finally cracked the code when they simply asked for a picture of Clarence Thomas. You said fake news. That was false and fake and never happened. Although not true yet, probably. (laughs) The Regular Joe Show. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Hello there and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to one and all Joe Giganti, your regular Joe, hour number two on this Freedom Friday. You can be a part of it, 888-737-1737-888-737-1737. Much to talk about, new information out of Athens, Georgia. Now, we were told by their beleaguered mayor... That they were not a sanctuary city, that that is fake news. Well, uh, that's not, that, that is fake news. It, in fact, they were very open and welcoming. We played the sound of him saying it. Now we learn that the sheriff of the county, where Lake and Riley was murdered, campaigned on what? Not cooperating with ICE detainers. And then they sit there and say, it's all the Republicans' fault. It's all Donald Trump's fault. No, no, I think we know exactly where the blame belongs, but we won't, we'll make sure of it today. Of course, there's the showdown at the border. We'll get into that as well. Some good news to share. Always, it's exciting for me when I still have good news. Let me tell you, there are some days, ladies and gentlemen, where I, I, 
I look at the news and I'm like, will I have good news to share? And I'm always excited when we do. We'll get into all that. And of course, would love to hear from you as well. 888-737-1737. It's seven minutes after the hour, which means right now in New York City, it is 10.07 a.m. On the Ivory Coast, 3.07 p.m. And in Taiwan, it is 11.07 p.m. That is your new and improved Biden Crime Family Time Check. TM, the regular Joe Show, brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure one can't possibly claim ignorance in no way, possible, shape, or form. Can they say, can someone honestly, intellectually or otherwise, say, we were unaware Nobody told us, nobody gave us fair warning to the depth and breadth of scum and villainy that is the Biden crime family. Those just a few, a small smattering, but an iota of the locations that they DBA, do business as the Biden crime family, trading influence for money. And of course, this week, uh, on that front, we, we had testimony from the very smug Hunter Biden, and despite their efforts to try to, you know, spin it, make it seem like he's somehow this poor beleaguered person, uh, the transcript has been made available. I've gotten through the entirety of the transcript. There's a lot of stuff there, but I have looked at several pieces of it. Uh, and, you know, he, he, this is not surprising to me. Truly, it is not. Because when you get away with crime, when you are able to, you know, as the old thing, big bar on steel, right? When you've, when you have committed these kinds of, of scams, whether they, you know, what side of the law they may fall on, if you're just generally not a person of good integrity and principle and you get away with things, it has a way of emboldening you. You start to truly believe you're a Teflon, that you are, that no one can touch you. And we're witnessing that at some level with the Biden crime family right now. <clears throat> whatever level of cognitive ability Joe Biden has left, and it's rather debatable what he has left, he honestly believes that, again, whatever, whatever ability he has to understand it, that they're protected. And his son believes it as well. That's obvious in how they're playing it. Now, they may believe that, but that's because they're arrogance. Arrogance blinds you. This is why I always say it is their hubris that ultimately always undoes, is, is the undoing of the left. It, it is always their hubris that undoes them. I mean, they make stupid mistakes, and I think some of that happened in this testimony with Hunter Biden. Now there's supposed to be a public hearing. Abby Lowell, his lawyers, indicating, well, I don't know that we have anything else we really need to say. Uh, yeah, there's plenty to be said. There's still plenty to be said. And whether they believe that there is or there isn't, there is plenty to be said. And I think the purpose, in my estimation, of what they're going to do is that Jim Jordan, who is far smarter, frankly, than Hunter Biden, uh, I think the plan, and Abby Lowell probably sees this, is it's not, they're not just going to bring Hunter Biden in that day. They're going to bring in the other people that are under, under oath have testified to the direct opposite of Hunter Biden. And they're going to have them all testify in a public hearing where the obvious question will then be, well, who's lying, Mr. Biden, you or them? And if it's not you, explain. Can you explain to us how 
these three people or three these three ladies and gentlemen all have sworn under oath to these identical facts despite the fact that we interviewed them we deposed them separately and so forth but these all line up but it doesn't line up on yours can you help us with that which is why i think abby lowell's already trying to get out of this public hearing which you may recall was what they said they wanted in the first place when they tried to dictate the terms Well, we won't do a deposition. We just want a public hearing. We will see where that goes because I'm telling you, uh, I think they're getting painted into a corner. And I think the other thing, frankly, that the Biden crime family, and you got to believe that, I mean, yeah, Joe is the Don, but at this point, is it really Jill kind of acting in his place? And she doesn't strike me as the sharpest knife either. I don't think they realize how quickly their own will turn on them how fast they will turn their knives on the Biden family if it means that they maintain their power, if it means that the left can continue to have a stranglehold on the American people, they're not going to go down on the Biden ship. Are you kidding me? Now, they might think it. They may be thinking 50 years. They love me, baby. They don't understand the beast they serve at all, but they may very well learn a very, very difficult lesson on that front in the not-too-distant future. All right, so how about a little bit of good news? And I'm looking at which one I want to do. We got a couple good pieces here. I think, you know what, I will uh, I will go with this one because this is breaking last night. Attorney General Andrew Bailey out of Missouri posted to Twitter, uh, X, whatever you want to call it, that he is filing a lawsuit against Planned Parenthood for trafficking minors out of state to obtain abortions without parental consent. He said boldly, this is the beginning of the end of Planned Parenthood in the state of Missouri. Now, this action, uh, which was covered by both the Associated Press, which clearly, uh, this is the AP's headline. Missouri is suing Planned Parenthood based on conservative group Sting Video versus the Daily Signal. Missouri AG sues Planned Parenthood for trafficking minors. So the video at the heart of this is one that demonstrates clearly, and this this is not new. We've known this about Planned Parenthood for years, the way they do these things. Not just this idea of trafficking across state lines, but even when abortion was, was decriminalized in all 50 states, underage minors would come in with clearly adults that were not their parents or a guardian. In some of these sting videos, Openly, the person would basically say that they were they were prostituting this underage girl and they needed to get her an abortion because one of the Johns had impregnated her. And Planned Parenthood would be complicit in covering up what was a blatant sex crime, sex trafficking. Well, yet again, they've been exposed. But in this case, the attorney general of Missouri, Andrew Bailey, plans on fighting it in court. He's seeking a court order to block Planned Parenthood Great Plains from taking children out of state to get abortions without parental knowledge. A suit accused the organization of showing a pattern of statutory violations, noting that in 2018, Planned Parenthood's facility in Columbia, Missouri, was shut down when staff admitted using, quote, moldy abortion equipment for months, end quote. Yes, keep it, keep it safe, legal, and rare. Why don't we? The lawsuit also highlights that Planned Parenthood physicians 
admitted in court in 2018 that for the prior 15 years, they had failed to comply with the state's law requiring abortionists to file reports when mothers undergoing abortions experience medical complications. Because they're liars. They're evil people. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. The suit states, quote, Planned Parenthood's most recent troubling activity was captured on video where Planned Parenthood staff admitted they traffic minors across the state lines to perform abortions on them without parental consent. Worse, they admit doing this, and this is a quote within the quote, every day, every day, every day. The suit goes on to say, uh, the hidden recorded video revealed that Planned Parenthood removes minors from school using altered doctor's notes, transports them into Kansas for abortions, and then quickly returns them all to avoid the parents finding out. And we fund this organization with taxpayer dollars up to three quarters of a billion dollars a year. I think this is awesome news. I hope the Attorney General of Missouri, Andrew Bailey, puts this diabolical, this demonic organization out of business forever. And imagine how much more money can go back into taxpayers' pockets when we're not spending it on this filth and this nastiness that they perpetuate. All right, on this Freedom Friday, I want to get to the phones early, 888-737-1737. Scott has been holding the longest, so Scott gets to go first. Hello, Scott. Welcome to Freedom Friday. How are you? Well, I'm doing very well, Joe. How are you this morning? Living life boldly. What do you got for me, my friend? Well, you couldn't have done a better job of introducing what I wanted to talk about than you did at the top of the hour. So uh, talking about the Biden crime family. Um, let's see. I, to, to give this a little context, I used to be a basketball coach at a pretty high level in high schools. And when uh, I coached kids, when I coached boys whose parents I knew pretty well, I distanced myself from those parents during the time their boys would be on my team because I wanted to uh, reduce any thought that there was an improprietary uh, thing going on with my sure. coaching them. I didn't want... Okay, so to get, you talked about the evil within the Biden crime family and the arrogance. They have no shame when it comes to any impropriety, any appearance of impropriety whatsoever. You know, And it may be, Joe, it may be that the millions of dollars that were paid to the Biden family through all of these shell corporations to lots of different people in the, in the Biden family. Maybe it's all legal, but the appearance of impropriety is so bad that, for example, if you or I did something like that, would we get away by just basically saying, we're not going to give you any receipts? Uh, we wouldn't get bad, that far. Scott, I just got to say no. real quick, we wouldn't even get that far. If we had the kind of wire transfers coming into our accounts, and then we had 20 shell corporations that we were moving the money between, do you realize how fast a bank would turn us over to government authorities and we'd get the knock at the door? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's absurd. And as you said, people forget that when, when, you're, when you're the vice president of the, of the country, it's not even the, the appearance of the impropriety is unto itself not acceptable, much less the exactly. idea that, that you actually profited from this stuff. Yeah, so I want to see the receipts. I want to be able to do with the Biden family what they would do in a heartbeat with me. I want to see every transaction in its greatest detail, and I want it now. I don't want it years from now. Uh, what's wrong with me asking for the same thing from the Biden family 
that their attorney general would require of me if I were in a situation where they thought I did something wrong. Well, appearance of impropriety, it's terrible. Uh, you know what? I think you're. I think you're spot on. By the way, you said I did a good job introducing. It. See, this is how this works in 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 a show like ours, right? We 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 get together. We talk about this every day. I give you know. I I, I lob the ball up, and as you just did, you put it in for the for the the slam dunk. But it's absolutely true. There's no other standard, Scott, by which any of this uh, would would be acceptable in the sense that if anyone else did this. It would be immediate. If if this was a Republican doing it and you could get Letitia James or Fannie Willis or, or uh, I almost called him the wrong name, uh, the guy I knew, I almost called him Fat Albert. <laughs> so, but, but any of these people, they would be taking you out in a heartbeat. And it's absolutely true. And this is where Americans have to wake up, see things with clear eyes and understand what's going on. we got to hit the break, Scott. Great first call. I appreciate it. I also want to thank Thank you, because you were one of the people that donated individually. Uh, we, we weren't part of you weren't able to be part of the bidding, but you did you did uh, donate individually to Bags for Bravery to uh, benefit the great people at the Desert Vets. We received that. We're delivering it tomorrow. Thank you. God bless you, and have a great Freedom Friday. The Regular Joe Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Giganti, your regular Joe with you on this Freedom Friday. Going to get into the, the, the debate over immigration, what happened at the border here in just a few moments. Want to get back to the phones uh, first, but even before that, just want to quickly mention uh, that, the, as expected, Don, part of the good news of the day, Donald Trump is appealing, his lawyers are appealing an Illinois judge's ruling that disqualified him from the state's Republican primary ballot despite the fact that we are already in early voting for their primary, which is just two weeks away, it was Cook County Circuit Judge Tracy Porter who issued the order Wednesday, but then paused it from going into effect, the likely GOP presidential candidate, uh, to give him uh, so he would have time to appeal. Now, remember, it was just a few weeks ago, the Illinois State Board of Ec- and yes, I know it's Illinois, uh, elections already unanimously dismissed a challenge last month to his eligibility uh, in the primary on the same basis, saying they did not have the jurisdiction to make such a decision. It's not really, nothing's going to be decided before the primary, so I said it begs the question why, and I think the answer is they're hoping to suppress the vote in Illinois for him and, you know, help Good old Hickey Neely. All right, back to the phones. 888-737-1737. got Larry on the line. Hello, Larry. What do you got for me? Good morning, Joel. Thank you for taking my call and for giving us a platform to share information on. Uh, Just had a couple things I wanted to bring up that I was disappointed uh, that I haven't heard anything about in the past. Is regards to Biden's classified documents, we've all heard and saw everything on TV and how he brags about though they were all turned back in and he cooperated fully and none of them had that little red around the edges. Uh, how, how do we know that? How, how many were actually missing? How many, obviously he had a pretty good procedure for removing these documents that he had so many of them. And, and yeah, he cooperated, he turned them in, but did he turn them all in? Well, Those that with the little red around the edges, they're probably hanging on our enemy's walls someplace, framed and 
and the rest of it that's yeah go ahead take them the, the information has been sold well you know it's, it's a good point larry As a matter of fact the ones on the wall probably autographed too given given how 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 blatant <laughs> they are right you know for just 10 million dollars yeah. my dad will sign one now that's what the her report obviously was was meant to dig into uh, and, and it did, I mean, yeah, the question of could there be more, my short answer is probably more than likely there are. Uh, what the HER report told us, and, I, and, and to your point that we don't hear enough about this, uh, is this, which is they did, they did say, look, he broke the law. I mean, despite what the, the White House is trying to spin this as, and you're right, too many of the mainstream networks won't even really dig into it. But the HER report said he did these things, they broke the law. But that's when they then entered the information that, look, because he's obviously a failing elderly guy who does not have complete control of his mental faculties, we're not going to prosecute because it'd basically be, you know, it'd be inhumane to do that. That's where the rub comes in. Ultimately, though, the media used all of that to give him a pass. The regular Joe radio show. Hello and welcome, especially to all of you newcomers. What? No, you, you said Mary Band of Regulars, didn't you? No, no, no. Why would I say that? I mean, after all, isn't that the, the new universal term for those that have just arrived, whether it be on the airwaves to listen to the show, or I don't know, in our country by way of illegally entering the country? What in the world is the regular Joe talking about? Well, let me share. In a new document issued by the Biden regime for their brief on Thursday, they are now referring to illegal aliens who are sometimes referred to as illegal immigrants, which, I mean, we could debate the finer points on whether or not it is proper to call someone an illegal immigrant, because if they're an immigrant, it would inform, infer that they were actually trying to immigrate legally. But either way. They now call them newcomers. The language said the bill also includes $1.4 billion for cities and states who are providing critical services to newcomers and would expedite work permits for people who are in the country and qualify, the White House said in the brief. Of course, Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump were on the border yesterday to give their takes on what was going on. And I want to share a little bit of that with you and what was said there before we get back to the phones at 888-737-1737-888-737-1737. You can call or text that number, but do not suffer from the modern scourge of the 21st century, phonophobia, the fear of being on phones. Uh, you can, I'm, I'm going to dwell on that. It's really, it's not not because I do this show, but it's kind of like handwriting, you know, that where they don't teach cursive. There's certain skills that we should we should make sure our next generations know and have. As a matter of fact, my my son, my second son, has been visiting colleges, and one of the colleges has a required course that teaches them how to professionally write an email, how to interview properly, how to interact with like if you have a problem or difficulty with the professor, how to address it with them, all these things. I'm like, so there's the college. I'm like, let's, you know, because I think it is so important. Modern communication is really struggling. It is truly struggling. 
uh, with our younger generations because they, and this isn't me being the old man, get off my lawn. I'm not, look, I, I don't care if you text. The, the, some of this modern technology I think is stupid and it's wasteful. Some of it's very helpful, but it has, there's no question that it has robbed younger generations of some basic common sense skills that they should have. Now, as a father, I try to instill those skills into my children. And, and I will say, I think they do pretty well with it, but I love that there's at least one college thus far, the ones we've looked at, that is taking the time to recognize that this has to be reinforced. Uh, so anyway, I just... It's a long-winded way of saying dial 888-737-1737, or you could text emails to joe at regjoeshow.com. They don't have to be professionally written. That's okay. Uh, this is this is the, the professionally written email is more for job interviews, those kind of things. So uh, one other thing. Tomorrow, of course, we'll be doing Bags of Bravery. Uh, hopefully we'll see a bunch of you there. Really appreciate everyone that's donated, uh, bid and donated to help us raise. We raised... Here on the regular Joe Show, more this year than we ever have before, and that's because of you, and I really, truly appreciate that. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, now, if you're not going to be at Bags of Bravery and you have some time, you could join the signature gathering celebration going on down in Union Grove, the Recall Voss event. It's taking place tomorrow from 9 to 6, Sunday 1 to 6. Food and drink will be provided. They're just looking for volunteers. Come out, help get signatures, make phone calls. Do what it takes to free the state of Wisconsin uh, from the scourge of Robin Voss. So make sure to check that out. Now, yesterday, two different parts of Texas, 300 miles away. Brownsville was where Joe Biden picked. Ostensibly, we believe, because he thought he could go there and be like, look, all these things are getting better. This is what they always do. They try to use hard data. You can't debate the hard data. Violent crime is down. Crime in general, crime, theft is down. Well, yeah, when you don't prosecute theft anymore, when you don't prosecute hardened criminals, you let them go on, on no-cash bail, guess what? Yeah, the numbers go down. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Just like when you say, well, the participation rate is up in the, in the workforce. Well, how did you come up with that number? Well, we stopped counting the people that gave up. Well, okay, yeah, the numbers, I mean, again, you can manipulate these numbers however you want. And you can try to go to the border and claim that you have some moral victory when you ignore the fact that the only reason why Brownsville, Texas, looked the way it did is because of the brave, courageous work of Governor Greg Abbott and his team to secure the border because, the, frankly, the federal government has failed to do its job. Now, Alejandro Mayorkas was also traveling with the president yesterday down there. A reporter said to him, are there executive actions that the president can take to reduce the number, the number of migrants that are, now look, it's a quote, don't yell at me, of migrants that are coming to the U.S.-Mexico border that we saw in 2023 and continue this year. Here's Mayorkas telling you, no, there's nothing we can do. Cut. The fact of the matter is that the only enduring solution is legislation. Congress needs to act. We have a bipartisan piece of legislation that three senators worked on intensely for a number of months. Yes. I was very privileged to be at the table yes. to provide technical and operational expertise. The administration was represented at the table. We need Congress to act. So it's a very long-winded way of saying, no, there's nothing you can do with executive orders, even though that's exactly what worked previously. He's lying, of course. And by the way, he was providing uh, technical and operational expertise. Well, given 
the manifestation of his leadership at DHS. No wonder the bill sucks so bad if he was the technical and operational advisor. Now, Joe Biden, for his part, he was right on his game yesterday. No question about it. This man is in full control of himself. Listen to cut three here. Anyway, it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you, HSI. Thank you, ERO. Sir, it's time for remarks. And um, our briefers, I invite you to our seats. And then we'll escort you this way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank okay. you, sir. Chief. We'll now come over here with our friends from uh, uh, ICE, HSI, and Good. ICRO. Good to see you, man. Thank you. Got to stand on my mark. On my marks back here. I got to, <laughs> I'm told where I stand, a little excess. I got to be careful what I do here. Were they guiding Ray Charles? I mean, do you hear her sitting there going, well, over this way. I mean, she's literally having to show him where to walk. The room wasn't that big. And she's like, okay, now we're going to escort you this way. Now we're going to turn this way. She introduces the groups. They're wearing jackets where they have 12-inch letters with their organizational names on them. But this, I mean, honestly, I felt like it was Stevie Wonder or was it Joe Biden? I mean, he can't even tell where he is. And then he had to focus to find his ex. Oh, I'm not, I'm not on my mark. Oh, I'll get in trouble. Jill beats me when I'm not on my ex. I got to make sure I get on the right spot here. Yep, there's a man completely in control. Don't know why anyone would question it whatsoever. And then he spoke. Well, of course, you go to the border. And when you're down at the border where millions of illegal aliens have invaded our country, what's the first thing you talk about? Well, yeah, me too. Climate change. I've flown over a lot of these wildfires since I've been president. As a matter of fact, I've been a helicopter in the west and the southwest and northwest, <sighs> flown over more land burned to the ground, all the vegetation gone, than this entire state of Maryland in square footage. The idea there's no such thing as climate change, I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Well, my administration is going to keep building on the progress we've made fighting climate crisis, and we're going to keep help folks rebuild themselves in the wake of these disasters. I am sure that all of the border towns of Texas were feeling very reassured. Now, yes, I understand they have some wildfires going on. Don't I, I get it? By the way, you know what they said caused it—the climate change—that it was too wet. They don't look at look it up, Charles. They said that the wet conditions led to the wildfires. You can figure that one out. I listened to the report. I scratched my head like you did. Now, apparently that area that's burning, by the way, is a heavily populated area for beef, cattle production, which is ironic because, as you know, under their climate change thing, the rules, their green new nonsense, they, of course, want to outlaw the ability for us to eat beef, to eat red meat, because they think it's bad for us or some such nonsense. Which is interesting because New York Attorney General Letitia James, what did they, what did, what did uh, Huckle call her? Let, let, Tish? Tish, yeah, whatever. I don't ever want to be that familiar with this woman. Well, she just filed a lawsuit against the world's largest producer of beef for allegedly misleading the public about its environmental impact. Wow, so all this property is burning where our beef is grown and harvested. Now you got this crazy Attorney General funded by Soros that is taking her victory lap because she thinks she's taking Donald Trump down, and she's running around accusing JBS USA of greenwashing, according to a statement from old Tisha's office. Probably, it probably wouldn't even make good toilet paper, but either way. 
The company has said it would achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 20. You know what? I, look, there's a major JBS producing factory in our in our home area here. And I hope someone's listening. Can I give you some unsolicited consulting advice? Tell them to stick it. Do you know why they're doing this to you, JBS? This is the problem. It's the Winston Churchill quote. An appeaser is the one who feeds the crocodile, hoping it will eat them last. Don't go along with this Green New Deal nonsense. They're going to destroy you anyway. If I'm not mistaken, isn't JBS one of the ones that's investing in building the bug factories or whatever as well? Because they think somehow they're going to destroy you one way or the other. Don't be complicit. Don't be that stupid. They will use you and abuse you until they don't need you anymore, and then they will kick you to the curb. But that's because, you know, Joe Biden went to the border to talk about climate change because nothing else apparently is going on. Now, he did make a call for unity with Donald Trump yesterday, at least in the best form that Joe Biden knows how. Cut five. I understand my predecessor's an eagle pass today. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Instead of playing politics with this issue, Instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, mm-hmm. join me, or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. You know and I know it's the toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill this country has ever seen. So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done? Let's remember who the heck we work for. We work for the American people, not the Democratic Party, the Republican Party. We work for the American people. And let's remember who we are. We're the United States of America. Get angry, Biden. No, I mean, just think about this. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. Nothing when we work together. Now, look, do you ever know? And I know we've got some people holding to want to talk about the whole whole deal with Lake and Riley. Hang in there. If you're on the phones, stay with me. I'm building to a point. We're going to come to you. I promise. First of all, do you ever notice when he gets the most angry? It's like, it's like he's just remembered he lives in the United States. He does this a lot in, in his speeches. He'll be like, uh, uh, but we're the United States. He gets all like, I just discovered this. Nope, nope, we all knew where we were, Joe. Good thing you did. This bill, this Senate bill is not the strongest ever in the whole wide world. It doesn't do jack to secure our border. That's why it's been roundly rejected by the American people. Unlike you, Joe, we can read and retain information. We can look at the language and we know what's going on. Now, you know what he didn't talk about at all? Not just at the summit at the White House about safe neighborhoods and, and, and stopping crime, but on the border, not a word was mentioned about Lake and Riley or about any of the violence tied into the growing number of violent acts tied into illegal immigrants. So much so, I'm not sure if it's a reporter or a bystander, tried to get that answer out of Biden as he was shuffling off. Mr. President, do you bear any responsibility for Lake and Riley's death? Cue the piano player. I felt like I was in an episode of, of Peanuts when the piano started. They do this now. They start playing the music. Now, we started the segment by playing Alejandro Mayorkas. And he said, there's nothing that can be done. This is what it is. We can't make anything better. Yeah. Well, that's not all he ever had to say. Alejandro Mayorkas, 2021, September of 2021, appearing on MSNBC's Deadline White House, talking about what they did to create this problem. We have rescinded so many uh, Trump immigration policies. It would take so much time to list them. 
Too much time for us to tell you the number of things we did to end a secure border here in the United States. So the answer to that reporter, or that if that was a regular Brownville resident, I don't know which, the answer is absolutely he bears responsibility. The blood of Lincoln Riley and many others are on Alejandro Mayorkas' hands and Biden's hands. The regular Joe Radio Show. Welcome back. Joe Giganti, regular Joe with you here on this Freedom Friday, 888-737-1737. 888-737-1737 is the number to call or text emails to joe at regjoeshow.com. Want to get back to the phones quickly. we got Moscow Bob on the line. Hello, Bob. How are you today? Good evening. All's good and God bless America. Amen, I my friend. The, I have the perfect plan of action and... Donald, President Trump needs better advisors. President Joe Biden opened his big mouth and opened the door wide open. If I was President Trump's advisor, I would say, I take you up on your offer, President Biden. We will see you in the House of Representatives on Monday to pass a bill on immigration. Only immigration, nothing else on immigration. And then be on the phone to the Speaker of the House and say, you put up the bill that the Republicans want to put up for immigration only, the one that you, the conservative branch, wants. H.R. 2. Put it up for a vote. What? It's H.R. 2. The bill The bill that's in the House yeah. that the conservatives want is is H.R. 2, which, real quick, just, I don't know if you know this, but Senator John Fetterman, the, the wild card out of Pennsylvania, yeah, uh, he's actually it. coming out in support of it now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Bring that bill up for a vote. Both President Trump is there. And also, President Trump should have executive orders all written up. And here, President Joe Biden, here's all the executive orders to rescind everything you did when you took office that started the border problem. So let's rescind this because Mallorca says the same thing. So here you are. And for once, put the ball in their park. Because then the Republicans can pass it, and all the Democrats in the House of Representatives vote against it, once it's sent to the Senate, then the pressure's on Schumer because President Trump goes, now let's go over to the Senate and see our old buddy Chuck Schumer and get him to bring it to a vote and see who votes against it. Well, you know, I think, and and to make it really fun, by the way, great suggestion, Bob. To make it fun, uh, instead of writing new executive orders, Trump should just take copies of his old ones, cross out his signature, and put a line for Biden to sign there. The Regular Joe Show. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Well, hello and welcome, Joe Giganti, regular Joe with you. Hour number three already, my goodness, this Freedom Friday is flying along. A busy day for the news today. 
course, for Fannie Willis, today is uh, closing arguments on whether or not she is as corrupt as everyone thinks she is. You know, she, look, you have to understand, when you're a black woman trying to save the world, you can't be perfect. You have to sleep with another woman's husband. You got to pay him nearly a million dollars. And I mean, I'm just saying, government work must be good. If you can take six lavish trips in five months or five trips in six months, whatever it might be, in the... I mean, there's a time in my life where I made some very good money. I have never taken that many vacations in such a short time, much less that ex- those expensive of vacations. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's completely in the up and up, and it's just, uh, you know, it's just another vast right-wing conspiracy of the MAGA Republicans, or some nonsense like that. Lake and Riley's funeral is taking place today. No word on whether the White House is even aware of that because they won't say her name unless absolutely pressed. And only then will Corrine Jean Van Dam be the one to utter it, as she did yesterday, to try to blame Republicans for what is clearly a Democrat-designed disaster. We'll get into all of that. It's seven minutes after the hour. We are 249 days away from the election. And that is your Biden crime family update. Right now, it is in Tokyo, 107 a.m., in London, 407 p.m., Wilmington, Delaware, 1107 a.m., and in Hollywood, it is 807 a.m., the new and improved Biden crime family time check, and those being just a few of the places that they DBA do business as, trading influence for money at your and my expense. All right, so look, in the, I've got some good news. I want to get back to the phones. I want to share more of this sound from yesterday at the border. I gave you some of what Biden said. Uh, I want to give you some of what Trump said because talk about a world of difference, uh, just even in the clear mental acuity uh, side of things. But, you know, obviously one person that helped to secure the border, another who is absolutely guilty of opening the border. Uh, before I do, though, I'm just going to mention this story because I take no delight in any of these stories ever, uh, but I'm also not going to ignore it. Now, at one time, you know, I was a fan of Lauren Boebert when she first came on the scene. She was very sharp-witted, hardcore conservative whose life apparently is derailing, uh, you know, quicker than the the National Railroad Museum tried to derail their Christmas event. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pathetic and sad to watch. She's going through a contentious divorce. There's acrimony between her and her, I don't know if now ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband. We know about the ridiculous antics that she undertook in public, which would be embarrassing no matter who you are. Uh, But certainly, if you're going to represent traditional conservative values, it probably doesn't involve someone squeezing parts of your body in public uh, at, you know, live events. Just going to put it out there, not judging, just saying this is kind of the low bar. Well, now there's news that her 18-year-old son, Tyler, uh, has been arrested with 22 charges, including five felonies uh, connected to a string of vehicle break-ins and property theft. He's also alleged to have made—it's not clear by the writing of this, so I don't know uh, if this is considered part of the charges or if it's just a lurid detail— But he is nonetheless uh, alleged to have made a sex tape with an accomplice. So I'm assuming that means a girl because he fathered a child. And despite what the mainstream media tries to do with their genderless writing, uh, it's only women that can get pregnant nowadays. Uh, It's been that way forever. It continues to be that way. 
Uh, but anyway, distributed that to another person in their age group. Uh, so he's in, in not the sharpest knife in the drawer because the surveillance video that helped to ID him for some of um, these alleged illegal activities were shot of him wearing a gray sweatshirt featuring the name of his mother's former restaurant, Shooter's Grill. So it wasn't exactly hard to track him down. Now, I mention this by way of saying, uh, look, I, it's not my family. I, I can't tell them what to do, but I can make this suggestion. If you're going through a tumultuous divorce that involves public incidents, not just the ridiculous one with her new boyfriend or whatever, but there's been alleged physical altercations between her and her ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband. Now her 18-year-old son is being, you know, 22 charges, including five felonies. I would suggest that perhaps she might consider not running for re-election and work on her family and personal life. Uh, and, and not because she's a woman, because it's, I mean, I'd be giving this advice to just about anyone. It, it's one thing, I mean, you got to have a job, you got to pay your bills, I get that. But it doesn't have to be one where you serve in a public office. And while, again, she's been solid on most of the issues in her votes, I'm just saying it's getting ridiculous. Now, for her part, she said Wednesday that she loves her son, but he, quote, should be held accountable for poor decisions, just like any other, according to the Denver Post. Again, I'm just giving the unsolicited advice that when your public life becomes such a clown show, that maybe it's not the right time because uh, she's young. She could always run again. <clears throat> I, I mean, it's up to the people of Colorado. They get to make their decision at the ballot box. I'm just, I will tell you, I am disappointed. I expected better. Uh, I do hold the bar high to myself and to others. I mean, don't, you know, my dad's saying, practice what you preach. You know what I mean? Live it at home before you ever ask anyone else to do something. Basic, basic advice. Now, some interesting good news, courtesy of justthenews.com. House Republicans are considering lending the Ukrainian government funding for its war against Russia, rather than just giving it a $61 billion freebie under the Senate-passed foreign aid bill. This according to an exclusive from Just the News. According to a Council on Foreign Relations analysis, the U.S. government has spent nearly $75 billion on the war in Ukraine already. So if we were to, to give them, and then 61 plus another four uh, for some other, other items in the bill, so another $65 billion would be almost doubling what we've already done. Following the meeting this past Tuesday, where President Biden, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and, uh, and others were there, Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker, stepped out and, and made it clear that they were continuing to hold out for something that put the, the American southern border ahead of anything else that would be done. Now a decision has been made, apparently, or at least being considered, <clears throat> where they'd rather see this go out in the form of a loan. I say this is good news from the simple point of view. that I, And I've been saying this from the beginning. Stop giving them everything. There's a number of other countries we've helped different times throughout the history of ours that have been in, in situations, whether it be in war and other things, where they had to repay us. After, I mean, now, sometimes we forgave part of it, but there was, I know, sometimes it was all of it, but sometimes it was also, sometimes we actually got it repaid. And I would certainly think under Donald Trump, 
it's going to get paid. It's not going to, not under a Joe Biden. I think that this is a better move, <clears throat> not a perfect move, but a far better move than just simply continuing with an open checkbook, pre-signed checks, where you say, you know, made out to the Ukrainian government, just say, okay, write whatever number you want in there. That's great. Now, of course, there's got to be teeth to it. There's got to be an actual ability to repay it at some point, uh, assuming they win the war. But it, to me, is a much better mindset. From a worldview, it is a smarter worldview than what we've been doing, which is just give away, give away, give away, give away, which is is no bueno. So <clears throat> I think that's also in the second story, also from Just the News, that they announced yesterday they are suing the Biden administration in federal court to force the disclosure of COVID-19 safety data that's being kept outside of the government's normal adverse events reporting system. They're filing in, in partnership with the America First Legal Public Interest Law Firm in the U.S. District Court in D.C. to order the Department of Health and Human Services to comply with two Freedom of Information Act requests, which are also called FOIA requests, to the FDA and the Center for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention seeking COVID-19 reactions data kept in a back-end non-public system to the nation's vaccine adverse event reporting system known as VAERS. So there's the public side. What they're saying is there's a back-end that has far more damning data, at least that's what they, I'm assuming, they believe to be the case, and I'm sure is the case, but lo and behold, I know you're shocked to find out. Come on now. The government isn't being honest with you about it. Because after all, they know what's best for you. <clears throat> they know what you can handle, and they don't want to make it too difficult on you. Because you might not be as compliant if you were. So, again, good move. Uh, America First Legal is is pretty sharp. And uh, Just the News, John Solomon, they have continued to do very, very good work for the years so hopefully they will prevail in that. One other quick piece of good news I do want to get in there. Senator Ron Johnson has released a letter that he has signed along with several colleagues, nine of his colleagues in the United States Senate on the Republican side. They're sending the letter to the Republican conference chair, which is John Barrasso out of Wyoming, requesting a meeting of the conference for the week of March 18th with the specific goal to develop a mission statement goals for the conference in a process to elect the new leader. I think this is, by the way, extremely smart. Straight to the point. The letter says, I have a copy right here. Dear Senator Barrasso, we write to request that you call a meeting of the conference to develop a mission statement and goals for the conference in a process to elect a new Senate Republican leader. We request this conference occurred during the week of March 18th, 2024. There is one postscript to it says, recognizing the Republican Conference has not yet adopted rules of the Republican Conference for the 118th Congress. We request such a meeting of the conference under Rule 3 of the Rules for the 117th Congress. Signed by Senator Ron Johnson, Senator Tommy Tuberville, <clears throat> J.D. Vance, Roger Marshall, Josh Hawley, Mike Lee, uh, Marco Rubio, Mike Braun, Rick Scott, and James Reich. All signing the letter, asking for it, I think it's a smart, smart move because they're trying to, so that this isn't a runaway, right? Where Mitch McConnell gets to handpick his successor and they do some of these backdoor deals. 
They want to have a clear set of goals that they can attain in this year as well in the following year and a clear outline of how the new leader will be chosen. Now, Johnson is one of the names that's been bandied about as a potential replacement for Marblemouth. Maybe that's why he's leading this effort. Maybe not. Either way, it's a smart move, and it's good news. We'll get back to the phones right after this. The Regular Joe Show. Back, Joe Gigazzi, Rick and Joe. Want to get back to the phones? 888 737 1737 1737. Now, for those that are just joining us, just want to remind you something that came out in the news just last evening. Uh, it's important to recognize that in the in the county where Lake and Riley was murdered, the sheriff of the county uh, campaigned on one of his big campaign pieces was on not cooperating with ICE detainer requests for the, quote, undocumented. In other words, he wasn't going to hold illegal aliens when he was notified by the government that they were a risk and needed to be kept. Uh, Yet you will have all these liberals constantly claiming that they bear no responsibility for what happened there or in a number of other terrible situations. I want to get back to the phones that we got Edward on the line. Hello, Edward. A happy Freedom Friday to you, sir. Thank you, Joe. Um, Say, what I want to talk about is um, we may have arrived at what I would call an Emmett Till moment in history, and uh, at least we can only hope. But before before I get into that, um, I hope you'll indulge me for five seconds um, to ask your listeners um, to say a, a, a prayer for um, Lincoln Riley's family today, because it's indeed um, a difficult day. And I, I personally only ask the Lord to make each day forward just a little bit easier than the last. Yes, um, yes. Amen. But, Truly. Um, anyway, um, so um, I, I want to make a couple of points. First of all, um, I I would implore with your listeners, um, in order to protect their families from this day forward, um, if they're legally able to do so, buy as many guns as they can, because um, the government is not going to protect us from the invasion that has come. And um, I want to give a shout out um, to Barack Obama, um, our most evil president in history. Um, I would normally say Biden's a close second, but he doesn't know what's going on. And Obama's running our government anyway. Um, Obama's the only president in our history that purposely wants to destroy the United States, and he stated that. Well, and that's why Um, Michelle was so proud for the first time. Absolutely. And, um, Joe, um, these animals and these savages that... Venezuela has unleashed on us. Other countries have unleashed on us by emptying their prisons. <coughs> Excuse me. They're here. They're in our communities right now. They're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. 
They're in yeah, every, every as they said, every state of our union has become a border state. Absolutely. Um, so um, we need to we need to prepare for uh, a thousand October sevens um, simultaneously um, because I believe that's their plan. Um, but getting to my main point, uh, what I would call an Emmett Till moment in history. For, and, uh, and if I may, just it's the 14-year-old uh, young black boy that was, was persecuted, murdered. Uh, he was lynched. That was 1955, if I recall. Uh, a, a horrible, horrible moment. It was. And um, I don't, I, I'm sure that you um, maybe I'm not going to put you on the spot, but um, his mother um, was an incredibly courageous woman. And um, she basically, um, she really got the civil rights uh, movement started in our country. And one particular act that she did just absolutely uh, shocked the nation. And I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, um, but I'll tell you what she did. She purposely kept an open casket um, for her son's horrendous lynching. Mm -hmm. And um, his picture was in every major newspaper in the United States. Now, I am not going to infringe on the um, Riley family to do such a thing. I would never, ever try to put pressure on that family with what they're going through. But I, all I can say is, Joe, could you imagine if they did that? Well, you know what? I tell you, we got to hit the break, Edward. Hang on, because that's I, I want to pick up that thought when we get back. The regular Joe Radio Show. Welcome, Joe Jagan, to your regular Joe with you here on this Freedom Friday. Now, I'm going to bring Edward back on in just a moment. He, he had an interesting point, talking, uh, kind of comparing uh, the Emmett Till, the horrible tragedy, the 14-year-old teenager falsely accused and murdered. Uh, he was, you know, beaten, tortured. Eventually, he was hung uh, and then lynched, and he died. And he was referring, uh, Edward was, uh, to his his mother, Mammy Till uh, Mobley, who insisted there be an open casket because, uh, as she said in her words, quote, I wanted the world to see what they did to my baby. And today, of course, being the day that Lake and Riley will be laid to rest. And, and again, I just want to make sure people understand the connection, Edward, which is that uh, among the reporting that we have on uh, the the alleged perpetrator, uh, Jose Ibera, was that he used an object, blunt force trauma, uh, to essentially cave in her skull to the point that she was practically unrecognizable. Uh, and certainly, you know, and I, I know what you're saying. You, you're suggesting it, but you're not trying to foist it upon the family at this moment of, of suffering. And I understand and respect that as well. But I also understand the comparison point because that became a catalyst 
in in the the civil rights movement. Not unlike uh, you know when it came to women's suffrage, one of the big moments in that was when. Uh, fire hoses had been turned on a bunch of women. Woodrow Wilson was asked in a press gaggle at the White House. Didn't bear any resemblance to what they are like nowadays. Uh, but he, you know, he was asked about it by a reporter. And for the first time, he basically acknowledged, you know, what was going on. And it changed the course of events. And, you know, you started out by imploring people that can, that financially are able and legally able to, that they should arm themselves uh, because, you know, we're being set up for an eventual fall when you have tens of millions of illegal aliens coming into the country, uh, being let through. We know they've, you know, with some of the ones they've caught, they've been on the, the terrorist watch list. Uh, but we, there's so many more, the gotaways and even some that have been let free, that we have really no idea just how dangerous they could be. But based on what we're seeing with the situation like Lake and Riley's, uh, like the teenage girl that was uh, raped and stabbed. I mean, there's just been a terrible litany of these events happening. So, I, you know, I wanted to kind of just give that that total background. You know, to your suggestion, yeah, I'm with you in that I think it would be a start. Although, here's the difference. I don't know that if the family did it, if the media would actually show the pictures. And you pointed out that when... When Mammy Till did it in 1955, they ran the pictures of her her essentially mutilated son uh, in the in the papers. They you know they made this something that people had to see. My fear would be kind of like the AP headlines I did earlier <clears throat> when I talked about you know Missouri, the, the AG of Missouri is going after Planned Parenthood uh, for basically sex trafficking, you know human trafficking. And the headline the AP wrote was that he's suing him over a right-wing conservative uh, hidden video. So in the same way, they might try to, if they were to try to take such a stand and try to bring it to the to the conscience of the world, my fear would be in the modern world of yellow journalism, they're just going to spin it, you know, right-wing parents, uh, you know, soil memory of daughter by trying to make a statement or something, you know, that kind of a thing. That would I would assume that would be the reaction. Well, Joe, you and I are absolutely on the same wavelength because I I would anticipate that. Um, and I'll take it a step further. Um, even if um, the family decided at a later time um, to release autopsy photos, the defense of that savage that murdered her would immediately file a motion to suppress that. Um, but I want to back up. I won't betray any personal confidences other than to say I, I, I've got a friend who I went to school with a long time ago who teaches at the University of Georgia Law School. And he and I were talking the other night. Um, the only thing I'll mention about our conversation is this. He's plugged in all over the Athens community. And he said upon finding her body... Police officers that investigate these things, they're, they're hardened veterans. They, they see awful things all oh, yeah. the time. But, but he said that two or three of them openly wept when they found her body because this animal so disfigured her. Um, that is why um, I hope someday we can see what 
that animal did to her. But more importantly, this has got to be a crystallizing moment for our nation. Um, this is this is going to happen on a regular basis, Joe. Well, there, there you're absolutely right, Edward. And, and, and you know, I and I and I heard similar reports. And you know, as you know, my my I have a brother that spent 24 years on the police force, 22 as a as a homicide detective, and in different conversations throughout his career. Uh, there, you know, again, they get used to a certain level of things, uh, but every once in a while, there's something that that hits them differently, and, and because of the the gruesome nature, maybe it's the age of the person involved, that kind of thing, and, and that sounds very much like what was the case uh, at this moment. And I do think, I mean, this is where I agree. Uh, even if, again, you got to be respectful of the parents laying her to rest, but I think this is an opportunity. For anyone that wants to have a constitutional government and secure borders, and that should those two things, by the way, shouldn't only be for conservatives, libertarians, Democrats, liberals, all should Republicans, weak need, feckless, spineless, yellow-bellied Republicans like Robin Voss, for example. All of them. This should be something that they all want. A, a constitutional republic with secure borders where our, our wives, our mothers, our sisters, our children can be safe to go. I talk about this all the time. I grew up in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, which wasn't even, frankly, the safest place when I grew up there. But yet I rode my bike three miles to a park on a daily basis with no, you know, no real fear that I wouldn't come home at night. Yet I live in, in the Midwest now in a much, much more suburban area, and I have far more concerns about the safety and the security of our country. And, and again, we, it, it, because we have this situation where there are those that refuse to see the truth. Now, to your point, and I appreciate the call very much, and I hope you have a great, great weekend, Edward. Uh, to your point about this being kind of a, a galvanizing moment, from Jesse Waters' primetime last night, cut number nine here. This is they they sat down with a bunch of different people, man on the street interviews. Uh, this is just a sampling, and this is not, by the way, white middle aged Christian men. This is there's Hispanic men in here, the group of different people that they asked about the Brownsville visit by Joe Biden. Is it make is it hitting its mark? Do you feel like he cares? Does it make any difference? He's wasting his time, Mr. President. What are you doing here? By a stroke of a pen, you can stop this. You don't need Congress. It feels like it's a day late and a dollar short. I don't know what his purpose is, to be quite honest. We've had this situation for years. He has not shown up. It just seems a little too little too late. So the answer is it is breaking through to people, because I bet you I'd be willing to put money down. Not every one of those people were registered Republicans they spoke to. And I know people try to pretend that, oh, just, you know, they just pick people out. No, I mean, look, the fact is there's a lot of things controlled in the media, but there's there gets to be a point. Again, there's a tipping point in the world where public public opinion changes and it gets too hard to try to hide these things. Now, as to Donald Trump's approach to Lake and Riley versus Joe Biden's Joe Biden hasn't reached out to the family. As far as I know, he's not even said her name yet. They issued a statement, a written statement. That's as best as it got. Now, here's Donald Trump, cut 13. Uh, he mentions her two different times. Here's the kind of the long version of where he mentions uh, his thoughts on the Riley situation in their family. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond, beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally 
assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped, and savagely murdered. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary because she's no longer relevant, I guess. <laughs> she was terrible, but he is what he is doing is just unbelievable. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. And, and I don't think that he will. I certainly know we won't. He, he, she came up again a little later, uh, or, or a little different part of the conversation, where he talked about what we are facing. Cut number 11. Uh, the uh, reports have come out, and we've been covering them, and everybody's been. And I spoke to the parents of an incredible young lady, and you, you saw her the other day. You saw what happened the other day in Georgia. And the parents are devastated. They're incredible people. But this is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. And he went on to give it a name as well. I think it should have cut 12. Now the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of uh, vicious violation to our country. It's migrant crime. We call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long. Yeah, we can figure it out. We'll, We'll go with it, though. But he's right. It's a Biden invasion and a migrant crime. I would even just say an illegals crime, you know, situation. But I get I understand why he's using the language he is. By the way, he didn't reserve his his volleys just for Joe Biden covering the bases for, you know, the backup plan B there. That guy, Gavin, what's his last name again? And uh, you look at what this governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name, Newscom? Uh, what he's done to California is unbelievable. People are pouring in. They think they're going to get medical aid. And our soldiers, our vets aren't being taken care of. But people that come into our country illegally are. Well, and, and again, we have all this money to give away, yet we won't take care of our own border, our own people. I mean, you can't look at the two two speeches given yesterday, almost back to back. Trump spoke first. Uh, I would say that Biden was bad in cleanup, but I mean— Cleanup was more like what his handlers had to do. But either way, as he shuffled through, you, there's no comparing the two. They say they won't. Biden saying he won't debate. I can imagine why, because he would get destroyed. There's, there's, they don't have enough of whatever that special formula is they give him before he goes out in public. And then it could last through a debate. Now, Edward, a few moments ago, he said, well, you know, this could be that Emmett Till moment. Show those pictures. And I said, well, yeah, but, you know, the whole... They, they wouldn't do it because it doesn't fit their narrative. Now, understand, this is the same group of people in terms of the Democratic Party. You have, matter of fact, Kami Harris was bragging about this. You know how, how Soros has funded all these prosecutors and they're so proud of how there's less crime because they're just not prosecuting it? Well, I mean, she spoke directly to this. On a Philadelphia radio station, Cut 10. Having progressive prosecutors, for example, who can show what is possible mm-hmm. and then show that it works it and show that, frankly, it's not contrary at all to public safety. In fact, it is a better way. It is a very effective way, among other ways, to achieve public safety. So, again, we live in the upside down world. Goebbels will be proud. Keep repeating the lie to everyone believes it. We're not safer under these policies and everyone knows it. But you have to understand this is the important part. Take a moment. 
to separate ourselves from the emotion which I could hear in Edward's voice as a father, I certainly feel for this family. Separate ourselves from what we may even know is to be true reality. Pull yourself to that 30,000-foot level and realize something. These despair, seemingly disparate things, funding these terrible prosecutors that, that won't prosecute actual crime, but like Letitia James will create new crimes. Well, that's not different. That's not a separate war against the American people from the war that is against white Christian males. Now, we've talked about everyone says, well, aren't you being sensitive? Aren't you kind of being crazy with how you're saying it's kind of crazy talk, isn't it? Well, here I give you a conversation that took place between Mika Brzezinski and Tom Schaller. Uh, Paul Waldman was sitting there. He's the co-author. Him and Tom Schaller wrote a book together, White Rural Rage, The Threat to American Democracy. Schaller's the only one that spoke to old Mika. Uh, and here's what he had to say about what the real threat is to freedom in our country. Uh, why are white rural voters a threat to democracy? They're the most racist xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama <laughs> birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. So now, what's amazing about everything that man just said is he has described the playbook of the left. Violence is acceptable. They deny actual science in the name of the COVID nonsense they put out there. You're not allowed to question your government or you might be an insurrectionist. Sounds like they've got their plan working. The regular Joe radio show. my theme song. Did you play this on purpose after the last segment? Welcome back. Joe Giganti. I'm surprised that song isn't been canceled yet. Joe Giganti, your regular Joe, wrapping up on this Freedom Friday. Now, a moment ago, and, and look, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Charlie pointed out, he goes, that those sound bites a moment ago on MSNBC from the co-author of White Rural Rage, I mean, who even comes up with the title of that? The Tom Shallow, there was like Radio Rwanda, where the Rwandan genocide, one of the catalysts that led to the genocide was they utilized their broadcast platforms to, in, to incite hatred among the different groups, and so they'd start fighting. I mean, and he's right. It's a repeat of that. I could give you Whoopi Goldberg. I'm going to spare you that on this Friday, but I will give you one more from Kami Harris, because I've told you often, they try to replace God, right? That's the, that's the beginning of undoing the Republic. Well, listen to who she says you should thank on Sundays. <laughs> you know, I was recently with a bunch of um, faith leaders, and I said, you know, <laughs> I, I said to the, the preachers who were there, you know, during announcements on Sunday at church, could you, could you perhaps ask people to stand up <laughs> and say who got their student loan? Um, forgiven because so many have. That's right. Don't thank God. Thank Biden and Harris because they want you to believe that they're your lords and savior. Not here, ladies and gentlemen. We will continue to live life boldly. See you on Monday or at Bags of Bravery.
regular Joe show.